Welcome to Six Again, your go-to rugby league podcast with hosts Adam Hoy and Jared Mooton. Let's kick off. Okay, so this week on Nick's Picks, he's actually going to pick some winners that we can use because yet again, at the end of the weekend, none of his picks came through, but he still ended up, what, 300 bucks up in his own personal account or something like that because... Um, yeah, so, no, it was about, about 150 bucks up. So I, I, I oh, feel yeah. like Wall needs to actually put his money where his mouth is on this because and I think he needs to One start out of five actually putting money on his, on his own bets. When he, when he does this. I, I have been. Mate, have I, it's not my fault that you and Aitken got ruled out. <laughs> Mate, what, Warriors would have won and he would have scored. And um, Johnson scored. See, I, I was robbed. Yeah, I right. Think we're going to bring a new segment we're, in on the rap show. Now, I think, I can't remember which one of you said it. Nick's Flex. Nick's Flexy. Nick's Flex. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the rap show, just to... He, I didn't actually say these on. on the show, but I put them on. He's going to come on yeah. and just, you know, tell us everything you won without advertising it beforehand. I'll show you. Like, I'll show you. he doubles. Slips. Yeah, that, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> He's looking at me so proud of himself for that. I also had kick out on any time try scored 20 bucks at $4, which was good. So, yeah, no, it was a pretty good weekend. Sorry, right, just, listeners, just to, you know. And still hasn't shouted anyone to be here. I'm about as impressed as all the mould that's growing in this room still. Oh, don't even talk about mould at the moment, mate. Oh, yeah. My study, where I record, is the only room left that's got it. And I come in and my desk is just covered every time. I keep fucking cleaning it. Guys, just... I live in Gimpy. We've been flooded four times this year. It's... Yeah. Doesn't the mould just keep washing away? Yeah, it's it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Natural clean. Power washing all the mould, you reckon? Oh, yeah, you you're getting tips on cleaning from me as well. There you go. Okay. So, what you're yeah. saying is I should just flood my study. Yeah, next tips on just living a flood <laughs> for an area. You won't get mould for that reason. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, well, you're going to love our um, last lesson of the day. Our school captains are in their first event of the season. Oh, of the season, of the year. It was Pink Stumps Day. So, we had oh. like the last hour and a bit of the day, teachers versus students down the oval. Probably about 20 on 20 at least. Modified game of cricket. We, I was commentator, which was so much fun. And we had probably or oh, two, 200 of the students come down and watch. It's freaking epic. That's cool. It was so much fun. And we just had a modified. It was kind of like indoor, indoor outdoor cricket hybrid. You should have got, thing. you know what you should have done? Called up the Nambour coaching coordinator at Nambour Cricket Club coaching coordinator at Wall. I need a, is that what you do? And the superstar uh, num, num, first just, drop batsman for their first grade squad. He would have been, he would have been I'm just like at, throwing bat batsman. slips around with the kids. Yeah. Going, oh, uh, let's get it. Let's get uh, a juicy uh, bet on this. And one I'm point, what was it? At one point in a, in a previous season was averaging above 80 for about, wasn't that right? Yeah, I was, I was averaging 90 Yeah,非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非常非
best coach ever Australia's ever produced, old Matty Mott. And a perennial loser. <laughs> Fuck, I'm just trying to pump England up, mate. You, why? Settle down. Settle down. Because Wall's going to be their new I? captain. Wall's going to be the new Joe Root. I was, um, I was stick a big fish, small pond in the air, mate. <laughs> Pondor, right? Fucking flooding. Let's get to some tips, eh? Jared, you can kick off this week. All right, my tip. Yeah. Um, I'm going. I'm going pretty basic for my. Um, this is going to be a free free prong multi. The first one's pretty basic. Kick out of score anytime for Penrith. Uh, power to win because they lost last week. They'll, they'll blitz Manly this week. And Newcastle's win tomorrow night. Is that a multi or is it three? That's a multi at twelve dollars eighty, going at ten dollars. Twelve eighty at ten dollars, one hundred twenty-eight eighty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the uh, Newcastle one um, might go either way, but I'm, I'm pretty confident about the other two. Manly love beating power. Yeah. Where? Oh shit! Where are they playing? They play at Bank West. Put it on. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're playing, no, they're playing Combank. That's that's what's that? Is that Bank West? Yeah, yes, that's Bank so West. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Newcastle, Para, and kick out of school anytime try scorer. Uh, Look, we'll know by tomorrow if it's <laughs> bust or not. So it's pretty early in and out. <laughs> Is that what your missus says as well? Oh, mate, he mate, said himself up. Mate, I did the job. Was, we just had a baby. I was waiting. We, we did the job. Just had a baby. Yeah, how many? It, 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 it not, might not be long lasted, but it's a, it's a, it's potent. Yeah, it's, it's potent. It's like a freaking David Attenborough <laughs> documentary. They do all the work to they go do all the work to get the mating rights, and then oh, fruit stripe gum, eh, Jared? You know what? Fruit stripe gum. No, do you know what? Made the baby. He's pretty oh, healthy. True. He must have done something, right? It's either, it's either from me or I picked the wrong, right girl. Oh, oh no. you, you, you mutants are pretty fertile. Your parents had six kids, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my well. God. <laughs> I, I said, hey, Alan, Kathy. <laughs> Lucky mum and dad don't listen to this. I'll make oh, sure dude. they do. I'll say, you guys got a shout out this week. Yeah, well, well stepped up. All right, let's go, Well, Where are you at? I'm the fifth son. All right, I'm... Um, All right, I'm ahead of ship tonight, don't I? <laughs> you're ahead of Beetle. I'm going all in on one player this week, mate. And it's not you and Aiken. I probably should, actually. Um, so, so hold Sully, up. Which player is going to get injured this week? Hopefully not Sully, because he's the only decent player. But I'm going <laughs> all in on Moses Sully this week. I reckon um, with... We've found the way to unlock him now. And being that we've only got Cody Ramsey at fullback, the ball won't get to the winger this week. <laughs> so, so, um, so, um, so the ball will rise to Sully. No, might get it to the winger, but I, mate, Sully's on fire at the moment. The last month, he's he's like third most hit ups in the comp. He's like seventh for most meters. He's getting involved. He's breaking bulk tackles. I've got. So, what'd you say? It wasn't $90.28. So, I'll do my round down because I yeah. like, don't like cents. Um, <clears throat> like sense. $7. Yeah, that in common, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> don't talk cents either. Um, $7.28 at $3.05 for any time try for Sully. $7.28 so at $3.05. <laughs> Would you give me $22.20? 
Sure. And then I'll go three dollars on Suli to score a double at fourteen dollar odds, so forty two dollars. Suli for a double. Filthy. I'm filthy. I had him on for. I had a feeling last week. I'm like, I reckon you'll have a breakout game, like coming up against Isar Masters. And I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, he scored cross the line twice. They took one off in the bus. Yeah. All right. So what was that one at? Anyway, four dollars. Fourteen dollars. Uh, last one. Yeah. Yeah, so $42 to win if that comes off for a double. Is that So is it $14? Holy shit. That seems... Yeah. I know. Juicy. Yeah, right. I'm going, um, I'm going to shoot out up north. I'm going Storm and Cowboys, two teams that both enjoy scoring a bunch of points. We've seen both teams are able to be scored on this year. Even though Cowboys have tightened up their defence... In areas, um, Justin Olam's due for a try because he's gone a couple of weeks without one from memory. And yeah. Murray Tulagi is just awesome to watch at the moment. And he'll be coming up against either Nick Meany or uh, Xavier Coates, neither the strongest defense, defenders in the world. So I've got Tulagi and up Olam. Um, to the right edge. Of, yeah. And they got right. torched by Penrith last week. Yeah, there we go. See, there we go. Yeah, oh. So I got Tulagi and Olam anytime try scorers um, with the total match points over 40. And that's $7.50. So I'm going to go a tenner on that, I think. It sounds like it should be worth more. Yeah, but there's not very decent odds in um, the anytime try scorer market there because I figure they're expecting it to be. It's the highest. Um, Points total of any of the matches this weekend that I could find at 40 and a half. It's, interest, it's interesting, right? Because both teams are good defensively as well. So it could be one or the other. It could be a real low scoring game or yeah. points galore. Well, that's the thing. Even when the Cowboys have been in low scoring games, they just turn it on for like 20 minutes and they roll four tries in. <laughs> and they did that against. Except, um, except for round one against the dogs. Yeah, except for round one against the dogs, which is. Um, <laughs> Let's just say, it, it, you look at where the comp is now compared to what happened in round one, you can say a lot of those outcomes were uh, outliers. Yeah, Newcastle were fucking top. Yeah, Newcastle <laughs> won, Bulldogs won, Cowboys couldn't score. Dragons won. Uh, they won <laughs> a high-scoring match. Manly won as well. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, how's this, how's this for an omen? Like, I'm not putting it down as my tip this week, but he Ravalala will by himself, scored... though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ravalala scored three round one against the Warriors. Hasn't scored since. Is there another hat trick on the cards? No. Nah. I think it's Teddy Tane... the, the ball's got to get... Tane Milne scored two or three against them last week on the right wing. Nah. Xavier Coates scored four tries on, against them on the right wing. I mean, none of them are... Ravalala was none of them. Before yeah, he's it. better. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> mate, give me Ravalawa over those two any day of the week. If he had a decent team, I can get him the ball. Mate. Yeah, who is better than Ravalawa? Steve, and he's who? back this week. Who? Who is Steve better than Fucking cat. Oh. <laughs> mate, you should run at him. I literally said that for the reaction. Yeah, yeah. So worth it. You will. <laughs> So, uh, who's better than Ravalawa in the NRL, you reckon? 
Minto, if he was still playing. Yeah, and wingers. Who's a better winger? You oh, there's, there's better wingers than him, but there's a lot that oh, I'm just better. trying to hey, figure out who you are. Right? <laughs> Dunst is better. No, throw, throw some names at me. Are there any decent wingers? Because generally it's his fullbacks that play wingers. Mate, so, so mate right okay. now. Tupo's right been doing now, pretty Dom well. Young, Dom Young's the fastest man on the planet. Alex Johnson. Oh, mate, he had a 30-meter head start. Josh had a game. Still don't record him. Fastest man on the planet. Ryan oh. well, let's just okay, let me put it this way. Rabbit <laughs> could be Rabbit could be a top five winger. On his day, he's, he's a top five winger. On the dragons. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Mate, you can keep Jason Saab, who does sweet fuck all. <laughs> hey, did you see him last week? He, he was um He was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah, he's injured. Yeah. Which means he didn't make a mistake. He was uh, just popping his head over the top of the stadium to watch the game. <laughs> Well, let you go. While we've got a, what else we got to talk about? Yeah, everything. I don't know, but I've um, I've dragged the conversation down for long enough. I think. Oh, He's going to win it back yeah. with some cash. I'd say, hope so. Moses Sully. Our potent is the mutant family. Oh, yeah, I've noticed, I've noticed. I've noticed that Sully hasn't been called out in a negative fashion on social media this year, um, despite him playing exactly the same as he did last year. That's cool. Right. No, but he's actually getting to play first grade this year, mate. No, that's so. what I mean. When he played first grade last year, he looked like this. And oh, yeah. And Manly, Morgan Harper back in the back line this week. <laughs> whoever, whoever he's up against, Hatchery, I should just look straight at that and bet against my own. Who, 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 who got the spot? Who, who, who spot did he take? Uh, ben Draboy is out injured and he's in Oh, Burbo is out. Okay. okay. His I neck of Parker's injured because there's just a lineup of all stars. I, I, so, I really was hoping he didn't take it. This Someone did get dropped for him. That would have been depressing. Is it Penasini? Because he'll play left center, won't he, Harper? He's Perham could score or a hat trick on Harper. Is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dear. See, there's no, no, there's no, there's no denial, but from anyone here, the, the, this, this team, <laughs> this, this little crew here, does not like anyone named Hayes. All the Hayes, Hayes Dunster, Hayes Perham, just no What's one wrong with Dunster. Him. I'd take both of them over Harper. <laughs> What's wrong with Dunster? He's all right. No, 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 no. He's got nothing on Dominic Young. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll let you be quicker we'll than let. Dominic Young. Come talk to me. He's the fastest man on the planet. No, I'm, I'm, done. Gas. <laughs> I'm done. Jared, you can record the whole thing by yourself from now on. See you, well. <laughs> See you, buddy. See ya. Cheers, boys. Jared, you bloody ace. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to 6CN Podcast. This is the Round 11 preview show. We've got a little bit to talk about. We've got some choice comments from an outspoken prop at the Bulldogs. As part of that fallout, uh, NRLW News, Newcastle confirmed the signings of two superstars and big news if you're the Melbourne Storm, that may go a long way to ensuring Cam Munster stays a Storm player for at least the next two seasons. My name's Adam, ready to rip in. Yeah, I'm Jared. Um, Let's go. All right, let's go. So... Let's start with the Bellamy stuff because that, um, in true Melbourne style, just dropped kind of out of nowhere. But Storm confirmed Craig Bellamy will continue as coach in 2023. I, I 
I think this is great news for the entire game. The longer Bellamy's coaching the... Oh, I'm just stoked with that because he's a role model for some of the coaches in the game as well as the players, the rapport he has with the Storm players down there and rival players as well. The fact that he's coached over 500 games, uh, which is ridiculous, and he'll be coaching his 21st season with the same club. Now, usually when a coach is at a club for that long, it's either it's a club that's so set in their ways they can't be bothered changing or they're highly successful, I think. No, there's only been... Bennett at the Broncos. It, in this... At the store. Yeah, in the last 40 years, there's only been two coaches yeah. who've lasted that long. Um, there's usually there's a very short tenure. There's two parties that have opposite opinions of this. Uh, one is Bellamy's doctor, ironically, had a heart attack. But not. then he realised how much money he's going to earn him through, you know, having to treat Bellamy's stress no. levels. And, but that was so he was happy about that. That was the worst joke I've ever heard. Oh, no, it gets worse. It gets worse. Bellamy's heart. Turn off now. Is not, it's fucking pissed off at him. No, because, Bellamy's Jesus heart is the strongest thing on the entire planet. <laughs> but it, it, it rivals far laps. But um, no, it's just, awesome as adam said great for the nrl great for melbourne um and yeah it's going to continue that thing like honestly like i don't know how he could keep doing it like he 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 just so what's the word involved in and he takes it personally everything and that's such a good thing for a coach but in that emotional and peaking anger and happiness and every emotional thing, every emotional bandwidth you can do over 80 minutes. That's what he does. And yeah, I don't know how he can handle it. It's cooked. I, I got the pleasure of um, interacting with him last year as part of a PD at work. And you could still see the passion he has for the game and how he talked about certain players, how he talked about certain aspects of the game. He lives and breathes this stuff. And some of the quotes from today, talking about the playing group and then the staff around the storm. The group we have here at the moment are a pretty exciting group. They're an enjoyable group to work with and hang around with. I think it's kind of cool. Our staff off the field are really good people. I know how hard they work. It's a pleasure working with them. I think I've got another 12 months to give, so I'm looking forward to that next yeah. year. Like, and so he's got just... till next March uh, to decide whether he'll coach in 2024. Remembering Craig... Craig, bloody Cameron Munster's contracted at the club till the end of 2023. So he knows if he stays for another year, uh, he'll be under the tutelage of Bellamy and they have a very strong relationship. Uh, so yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just massive. And um, I just love the, I, I love comparing coaches' emotions to each other. It's so much fun. And compare, Ricky Stewart to Craig Bellamy. Ricky Stewart can't keep his emotions in check at all. Where Craig Bellamy's so good during press conferences, but he's probably 10 times worse in the coach's box than Ricky Stewart. Mm. Whereas Wayne Bennett's just like ice in yeah. every circumstance. It's just, and yeah, and they're three incredibly successful coaches. And it's, you know, it's good fun watching the press. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure the highlights wouldn't be when Craig Bellamy finally does retire. No, no, Craig, Bell, Craig Bellamy's highlights when he games. I don't think the if anyone sets it up properly, 
it won't be the grand finals. He's winning. He won't be the press conference. It'll be just half an hour of the camera on his box, just watching him react. That's that's what I reckon his highlights should be. It's awesome. Just some stats before we wrap up on this one. If the Storm make the 2022 final series, he'll be number one on the list for most consecutive games coached at one club. He took over the senior coach in 2003 in Melbourne. So he's done 21 or next he's on 20 seasons this year, 18 final series out of 20 years. Well, yeah, 18 so far. Winning the grand final five times, minor premiership seven times, has the best win-loss record of any coach in the NRL. Water the Dallium Coach of the Year six times and Rugby League International Federation Coach of the Year twice. Don't know how that's only twice. It's the only odd number in there um, compared to the rest. So, yeah, big news there for the Storm. Um, I'm not going to go into great depth on this one because it's an article that's up on NRL.com by Georgia Brynham's, but Christian Welch, who's recovering from his ACL surgery, he's a very outspoken player, uh, both on union, um, uh, rugby league players association, union matters, uh, scheduling, players input, all that Oops. sort of stuff. And he's very smart, guy. Yeah, he's, he's he's very smart as well. So there's an article up there in Christian Welch's words: the five low-key toughest Maroons players that are in the NRL at the moment um, that are under the radar. So and it's his breakdown of each player, uh, personal opinion, relationship or rapport with that player, and the features of their game that he really likes. So it's it's a pretty cool read. It's it's not big. A um, couple of paragraphs on each player, and playing some player names you'd suspect to see, and some not so much. So I won't spoil it. Uh, jump over at nrl.com and have a read of that. It I I enjoyed it. So I'm assuming at least one ten of you will. All right, let's jump over to the Bulldogs. So Mick Potter has <laughs> been announced as interim Bulldogs coach. He was coaching there at New South Wales Cup Mounties side. Uh, previously coached for the West Tigers uh, from in 2013-14. And his first game as Bulldogs head coach will be against the West Tigers, which is just the poetry of sport. Previously coached Catlan Dragons, St. Helens and Bradford Bulls. Uh, interestingly, only one year at each of those clubs and one year at the West Tigers. The only one that he's had two seasons at with the Catland Dragons. So hasn't stayed long at any club. I think that kind of says, says enough. But he hasn't coached in the NRL since 2014. So it'll be interesting to see if his philosophies have changed. Because from memory, his West Tigers sides weren't the most exciting to watch. And uh, let's just say the modern Bulldogs aren't that exciting to watch. So what are they getting in Mick Potter? As remember, it's still interim, obviously. I, I, I don't think Mick Potter's thinking it's interim. I think no, of course he's, he's not. He's no, I, I'm thinking he, he's going... And look, wait, see, there was a lot more drama going on than at the Tigers when he got the hook, and that involved a lot yeah. of Robbie Farrer. Yeah. Um, and Robbie Farrer caused a lot of issues between Mick Potter and him and also Jason Taylor and all came to a head when Farrer left a couple of years later. So... He came into a very, very conflicted um, playing group club. Yeah, Tigers were a fucking mess. 
Um, this, this guy's an ex-Dalian winner. Just everyone, so everyone mm. remembers an 87. Oh, he's a damn good player. Yeah. yeah, he was a good player, which, you know, players don't automatically necessitate good coaches. But I think it could go well for him. I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt um, just because his first NRL coaching stint wasn't exactly his terms throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, he's in charge of... He's, he's got it coming from both sides because, you know, a bit later we're going to talk about um, what's happening with the current playing roster um, and what's coming from above from him with Phil Gould, the pressure mounted, but mounting. But I'm really hoping that he's able to do something with this Bulldogs team because... I love the lineup he's picked this week. It's almost the same as last week. Oh, no, but he, he, you know full well... Uh, in history, when something like this happens, a coach getting fired is a mass upheaval at the club. Yeah. You generally don't like playing that team the week later because they're generally just fucking pissed. Um, and it'll be really interesting what happens this weekend because from what I can see, the players aren't pissed. They're just over it to be honest like and if that's the case if i'm reading that right um it's gonna be a very long year for mick pocket potter and again i don't think you'd be able to change anything yeah so well phil gould was pretty clear in his messaging saying he's pleased to have someone the potter's experience taking charge for the rest of the season Uh, we really appreciate michael stepping up to help our club at this time so if it is an audition, at least he gets three quarters of the season, basically, oh, to audition. Um, good might fire him. Yeah, could do. So sticking on the Bulldogs, and I'm kind of glad that this comment's getting a bit of slack because I think there's members of the media that 100% deserve it. Uh, Paul Vaughan was questioned on the way out of Bulldogs out of Belmore the other day after Barrett had been fired. And um, I believe he stopped to talk to some of the media going, what was the first one? Something along the lines of, I'm not surprised to see you guys here. You're the worst kind of people. Um, Basically trying to get a story out of the players after learning about their coach being fired. And there's a lot of backlash against Vaughn's. Only on the media. The public love it. Well, no, no. Some of the public are still saying... Isn't it amazing that a meathead like this has a knows the inner workings of the media and rah-rah? Those sort of comments I find hilarious because as if the public know anyway, like the people saying that know anyway. And I'm no, I'm no fan of Paul Vaughan. I'll get that out of the way to start with based on his actions last year uh, at the Dragons. I've no sympathy for him and the criticism he got for that sort of stuff. But to me, he 100% has a point. To me, I I put a tweet out going that someone mentioned, oh, this is a, this is how, oh, so someone said, yeah, it's amazing how Paul Vaughan knows the inner workings of journalism and rah, rah, rah. I went, no, no, no. Don't lump Channel 9 and Fox Sports into proper sports journalism. That's not, they're not the same thing. Australian sports media mainstream thrives on negativity. They look for specific stories that are going to generate arguments in the boomer window 
And if someone's fired or stood down, they are stoked about it. They may act like they're upset, but they know they're going to get a story out of it that's easy. It's going to require little research. They need one player to snap off like this and they've got even more ammo. That's not journalism. And I think what Paul Vaughan said, he knew this specific type of people he was targeting with that. And those who are taking the media side of things are probably the ones who still listen to the certain journalists we've talked about. Yeah. Um, like in saying that, I did see Braith and NASA talk on there the other day. It was kind of refreshing to hear someone put up their opinion without the bullshit surrounding it and backing themselves. Oh, and look, Brad, Brad Fitless slowly turned into a Ben Iken fought against Braith and NASA. Five years. Oh, sorry. Ben, Brad no, no, no. Slowly- no, I mean, it was nice to see, like, whenever Kent or Rothfield say something, they always say, oh, a source has told me, or, like, they'll always shelter their own opinion with something else. So if it gets called yeah. out, it's not all on them. Um, I, I, I just, but yeah. it's still... Well, look, unfortunately, devil av- devil's advocate, the because Paul Vaughan is acutely aware of what the media is like and every NRL player or famous person, as he said, mm-hmm. sports person in Australia does, he honestly should have known to keep his mouth shut. Yeah. I don't know emotion probably got hold of him and stuff like That's that. That's why the media would have been there because they it, know that it, there's It really sort of annoys players. me. Like last night, you got absolutely roasted on that NRL 360. You know, look at yourself and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, who's that coming from? Who's saying that to him? Well, Brett Reed said it, so yeah. But on the other hand, these blokes don't have the balls to confront the players face to face by saying their shit. Because last year, when this whole barbecue, this is this is what yeah. really annoyed me. This whole barbecue thing went off. Paul Vaughan actually got on NRL three sixty live and mm. spoke to him, and they defended the shit out of him while they were speaking to him. They they asked him some hard questions, sure, but after that, they're like, oh, I really respect him for doing this. Now this has happened. They've ripped him apart, mm-hmm. and for some reason, these guys who get all the scoops in the world have somehow found all this other information. Like, no, no, not the higher ground. All this other information, as in like, oh, two weeks ago, Trev Barrett was thinking of keeping Paul Vaughan on. He was telling everyone he was going to keep Paul Vaughan on. And last night it came out and he goes, oh, now Trent Barrett's right. He's probably not going to have a job next year. Well, considering for the last two weeks, Fox Sports has been advertising that Paul Vaughan's going to... Yeah. Be safe. Super League, mm. wouldn't that be a really good conversation starter to bring up two weeks ago instead of using it to put Paul Vaughan on the spit? Like, I just... Like, it's, it, it's always interesting to me when, when a player speaks for himself like this, which yeah. every one of us want, it's the worst thing in the world. And But on the other hand, Paul Vaughan definitely should have known not to say anything. I, I think a big thing in this is the NRL clubs don't do enough to protect their players from situations like this. Yeah, look, look if, the, if this was Melbourne Storm, the Melbourne Storm hierarchy would have, because they got no dramas, would have shielded him, would have protected him, would have released a statement. The Bulldogs should have released a statement and said, that, we 100% back like, our player here. Stay the hell away that, from... That's my point, though. 
that's the last thing Bulldogs felt like dealing with yesterday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they had they had reporters coming out of their asshole. Um, I'm pretty sure old mate who snuck up on a tree was also uh, back in Mad Monday in 2017. Yeah. Was at was it snuck, sneaking up the grandstand to get some pictures last yesterday, and the last thing they needed to deal with, and this is Paul Gold's Paul Vaughan fault, was that comment. And the last thing they probably felt they needed to deal with, considering all the avalanche of other news is happening yeah. in, the, in the other corner of the office, um, is that. So I feel like if it was any other club, no dramas, they could have handled that a bit better. But here we are. Scam of the earth types. Um, anyway, let's move on. So we've got some signing news here. And we talked about this last week. It's been confirmed. Uh, Millie Boyle and Tamika Upton have both signed with the Newcastle Knights. It's a huge, it's probably the biggest double signing there's been in the NRLW. Oh, I reckon it's one of the biggest signings the last five years in NRL. This is massive. Okay. Well, Newcastle signed a Dally M winner. Yeah. Um, two months, three months, sorry, six months after she won a Dally M. Or no, two months after Dally M. Yeah, true. Like, when, was the, when was the last time that happened in men's? Honestly. How, early, how, how far away Cooper Cronk had he won it when he moved? I don't know. That might be the closest. 2017, he won. 1819, he won the grand final. So, he won three in a row. But, look, um, mm. Tamika Upton and Millie Boyle. They transformed that whole team. Year, well, really struggled. But they, but the thing is, they gave a crack. They yeah. had a crack every single week. Um, this will be massive for him. You've got a front row and what's it, a halfback, Tamika Upton? No, fullback. Fullback, even better. Um, you got a front row and a fullback. You're going to knock your um, local star out, but put her at six. She could do it. Yeah. Well, to make her yeah, up no, fullback here, the local will go to six. What's the yeah. Uh, Titzel. Yeah. Romy Titzel, captain. Yeah. Great signing. Fantastic. And um, flow on effect from that, I believe um, they'll be announcing the signing of Adam Elliott any day now. Yeah, it has to. Yeah. Right? It has to. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, Massive, massive news for Newcastle. You know what? Massive news for NRL. That should be more talked about in rugby league. I reckon that's this huge. It's, it's like, um, listen to some of these stats. This is Upton. Shanley played. Uh, so in the NRLW, she scored seven tries and 11 appearances in a, with 11 line breaks and six try assists. And Millie Boyle averages 198 metres a game, a 14 tackle bus, uh, sorry, 198 metres per game during 2021. Uh, including three tries, 14 tackle bus, and 116 tackles altogether. Uh, yeah, which and that's part also, of the WM year. Also, that teams are up with the local junior and um, a New South Wales player in Caitlin Johnson. Um, going to have a pretty formidable front row for Newcastle next year. Yeah, so big news there. Let's, uh, that wraps that up. We'll get into. Our late mail and team list for round 11, including some pretty high-profile returnees. All right, so just some updated injury news. Mike Acevo will make his return this weekend from an ACL, ACL injury. However, it will be via New South Wales Cup. So if New South Wales fans, sorry, New South Wales, Parramatta Eels fans, uh, keep an eye out on that one. He hasn't played since round 23 last year. But if you get down to Combank early, you'll be able to see him take on the Blacktown Sea Eagles, who are not the strongest side. So might be a perfect game for him to make his return. 
Uh, Eels welcome back Murata Niakore from a hamstring injury against Manly. Knights get Dane Gagai back uh, from his facial fractures against Brisbane. Uh, a setback for Kurt Mann is recovery from ankle injury with a ruptured aneurysm in his ankle requiring surgery. Yeah, did you see that's only ever been two recorded injuries for that? Yeah, there's only one that's or two massive. cases that have in the world. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's massive, but sucks because, you know, there's no standard recovery for it. So, so Kurt had an operation this week to have a stent inserted in his ankle through his groin. That seems like a long way <laughs> Um, he can't do much for a week or two until that settles down. I hope he's going to three or four weeks. Probably won't play in 18 months. David Fafita is nearing a return from his knee injury and will likely play in round 12 in the derby against the Broncos. Uh, Patrick Herbert and Brian Kelly have both been listed in the reserves for this week. Nelson Sovet-Solomon has been ruled out. And that brings us up to speed with everything we talked about last episode. Alrighty, so let's look into the matches this week. And there are some, let's say, interesting matchups. So we are going to start with Knights versus Bulldogs and a big name playing his first game Knights in the NRL in quite a while. So this Knights one is, versus Broncos. That's what I said. You said Bulldogs. Oh, my gosh, I am that tired. Knights versus Broncos. Thursday night, McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, Knights hadn't been at home for a little while, it seems like. Um, I don't know if they're going to enjoy it because their form there wasn't great before they left. Uh, big in here for Newcastle. And who is it? Jared. Dan Gagler. Nah. That's the um, one. Anthony Milford's playing in the sixth jersey. Um, big in. As, as, as I said, when he saw him in Newcastle, I, I really believe this is a no-loss situation for Newcastle. Either he finds his form or he doesn't, but they're paying him minimum wage. Um, you know, he could... He, he, on their day, him and Ponga could definitely rip through any team in the competition. Yeah. Um, massive. And having Dave Gay Guy back and Tyson Frizzell back, mm. I think I think we're looking all right for this week. That's why I did put him in the bet. Also, keep an eye on it, but... Um, Jake Clifford's named the 21 jersey. So keep an eye on that because you wouldn't be surprised. And I, this is how I imagined it originally. But mm-hmm. Jake Clifford goes to six. Ben and Crossland drops out. Milford goes to 14. Eight. Yeah, that's how I'd play. Which that's how I'd I, play I, as well. I, I'd feel very, very confident in that feeling. Um, and, and it also really does take the pressure of Anthony Milford. The advantage yeah. of this is, though, that he's been training there for about five weeks now. He got signed a long time mm-hmm. ago, so he's been training. So he knows the systems and all that kind of stuff, but I would prefer him off the bench just to kind of ease him back into the yeah. game. Um, how how yeah. justified do you feel with... Uh, this is probably the, the strongest squad Newcastle's put out this season, and there's still two positions, Leo Thompson and Matt Croker on the interchange, um, played their way into almost the first-choice squad at this stage. Uh yeah. Look, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having Suwaso Sue come off the bench just for a bit of experience there. Um, Who are you going to replace? That, You'd probably replace Saifidi out of those three, just the way they've been playing. No, Jacob Saifidi's actually played the best, one of the best forwards in our team this right. year. Um, actually, like just by pure age, I'd probably put Croker on, on the pine, but 
I just put him in the reserves, but in saying that too, I'm not mad he's there. He, like he, was, he looked like one of your best players last week. Well, Leo, Leo, Thompson, Leo Thompson, Matt Croker, and the Safedi twins, I hope, are our middle forwards the next, you know, moving forward. seven or eight years. Sorry? In the middle, moving forward. Forward. Middle middle forward. Fuck's sake, Adam. Um, because that, that, that's not a that's that's a powerful rotation. It's a sizable rotation. They can all move. And Matt Matt Croker, he's got a motor on him too. He, he can play long minutes for a young fella. So yeah, um, the fact we've got options now is amazing. Because you know Tex Hoy played six last week. Probably played his best game of his career close to. Um, very dangerous. And the fact that he could just run all day was, you know, really positive. Um, on the other side of the thing, it's been reported this afternoon that Adam Reynolds sort of Broncos was restricted to his... Um, uh, I'll just jump in on that one. Walters has confirmed Reynolds would play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's restricted. So, no, well, what I was going to say is that because I was talking to Wall earlier and he brought it to my... I wasn't even aware of it. Uh, but then I went and researched it a bit more and they cut their squad down to 19. Yeah. And the two reserves are Reese Kennedy and Jordan Pereira. Yeah. Um, which means that there's no half there. Yeah. Be, so, if Ezra Mann was replaced, I think this would be a relevant story, but it's not. Um, the only thing the is thing, Tony Staggs might be goal kicking. Yeah. So the big thing is Team Marie Martin is still very um, hesitant about being play, playing this game because he is injured. So you'd think if that was the case, Bando. they'd put Farns Weber for Cobo. Cobo. Yeah, and pr- probably Pereira on the wing. Pereira on the wing. I, ru- I don't know why Brenko Lee's not more considered in this comp, but whatever. Man, I um, could take him. Yeah, who, who, who's your tip for this one? I don't know. Um, I'm going to Newcastle the but... last three rounds and they keep winning. And they've got but Haas, they've got Reynolds, they've got Carrigan. Like... It is, but they haven't all played together yet. So I'm going to go Broncos based on that. Yeah. Um, it, it is. I, I am happy that the team, two, two reasons. The team is looking potentially yeah. like it should look yeah. on paper, at least. I don't know how they're going to walk on the field because that's Newcastle right there. Their yeah. legs. But... Um, what I'm, what I'm also happy is the players cut. Anari Tuala, probably one of our most consistent players for the last two years, but you still can't imagine he's going to get into the squad. Tex Hoy, Suasesu, Asami Solo, and Brody Jones. So, you know, there's some quality there um, that's been dropped. And that, that's what I'm most excited about. I'm, you know, the team looks good, but the players, I'm thinking we've still got Jaden Braley to come back, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. That's, so, the, that's the key cog. All yeah, right, but like you know, looking all right. So yeah, you go on Broncos. I got two seventy five for the Knights at home against one forty five for the Broncos. There. All right, uh, next game we've got oh, West Tigers versus how Dogs. This, how does this get a Friday night? Look, let's put it this way, and this is how I said I won't be rushing home. No. <laughs> so for Brent Naden, who oh, oh, say more, more about sport this. poetry, Brent Naden. Immediate release from yeah. the Bulldogs through the week to join the Tigers, and he comes up against them straight away. I, I read it last night. I actually thought it was a typo. <laughs> um, 
So he's he could not, be. He's not moved. their starting back five. So, but he's right. in the reserves. Tyro Peachy potentially moves. Um, yeah. Luke Brooks is out, so Jock Madden comes in the six, which I rate Jock Madden, good yeah. player. Um, Asu Kapoor returns on the wing. Uh, sorry, at centre. And Luke Garner into the woods with Kelma Tulai to the bench. Uh, Jacob Ludil plays hooker for Jake Simpkin and Fayumu Brown. Geez, he's been around. That's, yeah, that's first a journey game there. back since oh, yeah, 2019. Geez. For the bench, name Musgrove's name a prop despite a peck injury. Um, and yeah, so for the Bulldogs, this is this is just dangerous. Um, supposedly four players, um, Josh Adekar, Matt Burden, Luke Thompson, someone else. I don't, they haven't named the fourth person, but I think uh, potentially out due to sickness. Whether that sickness or then just going, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know. Um, Jack Ivrell is back in the centres for Brett Naden. Corey Riddell will miss the game due to concussion. Oh, that was With Jackson Topine coming in. And uh, if Raymond Fatale and keeps getting named in reserves, they need a fucking plate. Um, no, he's taking another week, they reckon, because there's a longer turnaround before Dragons next week. All right. You know what? I'm going Tigers. Yeah, I got it as well. Like, I, I get the bounce back factor uh, with the coach and all that. But this, like, that's going to have to be a, the bounce back of all bounce backs for this team to win a game. Like, and but do you know what I like from the Bulldogs? That kind of makes me doubt this. No, Josh Jackson fighting. Like, he, Josh Jackson, you wouldn't put him as the top echelon, but you can't deny his work rate and his obvious love for the Bulldogs. Like, he's definitely up there. And, he, in the media, he defended Trent Barrett. He called him the most well-rounded coach he's ever co- played under. Mm. Um, and this, remember, this guy's played under a lot of coaches, yeah. uh, including Des Hasler, who brought him to a grand final. Yeah. Um, but he fired back at certain reports that people were doing. Yeah. And I really respected that because Josh Jackson is probably the most unspoken uh, NRL captain in the comp. And you, you know, you barely hear a yeah, word yeah. from the poor guy. And the fact he did this means he's pissed off. And I like it. But I still think he's going to lose. Yes. <laughs> uh, a, a player to keep an eye on. And if you're looking for a fantasy cheapie for this week, wouldn't be the worst option. Junior Tupo on the wing for the Tigers. Made his debut last week. Uh, picked up a try for himself as well. So he'll be looking to get himself more involved. But definitely looks a talent. There on the wing, probably the most cycled position for the Tigers. Uh, Northland is still out, so they'll have a choice to make when he returns. All right, so the big rivalry game for the second game on the Friday night, uh, Parramatta Eels taking on the Manly Seagulls. So a couple of, or oh, one, one change really for the Eels. Ryan Madison has earned a start at lock, uh, shifting Nathan Brown to the bench. And for the Seagulls, Tom Trebojevic has been named, but brother Ben is out with a shoulder injury. Replaced by Molly Harper. Uh, and Josh Schuster will return from a calf injury via the bench. So it's, it's hard to see the Seagulls turning last week's performance around, especially against an opposition that has played quite well for the last two weeks, including a win over Penrith before a 
try loss, basically, wasn't it? 31-20, oh, three-point loss, whatever it was, um, to the Roosters. It was a less consistent game last week, whereas against Penrith, they held it together over the whole 80. Something Manly has not done against the uh, more elite oppositions at all this year. I think our biggest concern for the Seagulls is Dylan Walker's form has dropped off and that's coincided with Manly dropping off. He, he was offering so much off the bench towards the end of last season and start of this season. That's kind of dried up. Uh, it could be also a follow-on effect for minimal go-forward from the starting forward pack from Manly. They, it will obviously be helped with Schuster back, uh, despite it being off the bench. There may be a late change there for Andrew Davey. Who knows? Um... I I just can't see Manly turning this one around within a week because that was a big loss to the Broncos. That's the worst I've seen them play in two, maybe three seasons. It was horrible. And I, I don't know what else to say. If Eels if, if get off to a quick start and put points up, oh. I, mm, that's coming, so this power, coming from a power, Manly... Power. Para lost last week. They're going to win. Are you yeah. keeping Para or Manly? Para. Para. All right, next game. There's not an inch of my body that wants them to win, but... Uh, Wall's blowing up about this. So you got the Dragons versus the Warriors. Cody Ramsey's playing fullback. Warriors. Tyrell Sciences. What did I say? No, I said I'll go Warriors just based on that. <laughs> um, and Tyrell Sciences says... Uh, Moses Zembai holds the hooker spot with McCart sideline. Gosweski comes in the second row for Josh McGuire's in you've grown injury. And Michael Molo, younger brother of Francis Molo, making his debut off the bench with Francis shifting to 18th man. So, how's that for a conversation at home, mate? I'm what? playing, you're not. See you, bitch. No, no, yeah. Molo's starting. Francis Molo's starting. Michael Molo's on the interchange. No, according to this, I've got. Um, seven. Uh, Wait a minute. One, two, uh, three, four, five. Other warriors. Uh, you and oh, Aitken they're missing is... number eight on this. That's really weird. You and Aitken's good to go, and will return yeah. from a concussion this week. Chanel Harris Davida and Jesse Arthur's are not expected to play after being named on the reserves. Uh, with Toy Harris returning to the run-on side after coming off the bench last week. Uh, Lisa Katawa, after a huge game when we went and watched him a few weeks ago, still in the reserves here, uh, along with Ronald Volkman, uh, the signing from the Roosters. Freddie Lussick did make his debut for the Warriors last week off the bench, and he is there again uh, as cover for Jazz Tabunga at dummy half. Um, Dejan Arcee's continued to be in strong form, getting himself involved, and I'm really interested to watch Marcelo Montoya this week, see if he bounces back. Why not bounce us back? See if he continues his good form from last week. To me, he was one of the eye-catching performances of the round despite the loss. Ooh. I'm going Dragons. They... Cody Ramsey. Cody Ramsey's going to kill it. Uh... <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. No, I, I, I reckon, um, yeah, like, it's going to be a really weak defensive game, I reckon. And I just think Dragons have more points. See, I don't because the, like, this is so odd. Last week, I tipped the Dragons to beat the Titans in what I thought was a very tight game. And I thought that the fact that 
Dragons have Ben Hunt would be enough to get them across the line with him and Jack Bird and the experience they have there. They lost to the Titans. I'm really not liking Jack Bird in the second row. No, me neither. And then I tipped the Warriors to beat the Rabbitohs because I thought with Murray out, uh, it's going to shift the Rabbitohs a bit and Warriors could jump on them and score early points. Well, that didn't happen. Rabbitohs scored all the early points, but then the Warriors came back and smoked them in the second half. So now I'm looking at a team that I tipped last week and oh, two teams that I tipped last week and they both lost going up against each other. One scored 32 points or 30 points last week. One scored 14 um, against the Titans, whose defense is just as horrible, I'd say, as the Warriors. Far out. Uh, yeah, good call. Okay. So next game, North Queensland Cowboys versus Melbourne Storm at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Definitely one of the best games in the round. Actually, it's going to be the best Saturday night we've had in a long time. Yeah, we're looking forward to this. Canberra versus Roosters. So, Melbourne obviously got absolutely hammered last week against Canberra. Um, Really, talk about bounce back emotion. If I'm watching that game and playing them the next week, I'd be scared considering how Melbourne are notorious for bouncing back from situations like this. Um, but in saying that, clearly Cowboys have been on the best roll they've been in about five years. They're looking really good, and they're playing up in North Queensland, and if it's anything like the weather it is right now, it's super muggy, and then starts pouring rain ten minutes later. So it'd be really um, potentially trying conditions for Melbourne, but really... There's a, there's a lot of things going into the plot to make this a really one of the better, better games of the year just because of these high scoring, um, very flowy, flowy attack, like very expansive attack, sorry. And um, yeah, awesome. So for the Cowboys, Tom Gilbert escaped suspension, um, but could start on the bench depending on what's pacing. Jerome Hughes has been named to return from a calf injury. Um, which You've just got to look that um, Tyrone Wishart probably struggled a little bit last week, so you, I don't know if Craig Bellman's going to keep the confidence in him. He is known to keep confidence in people for a few weeks at a time, not just going, not just having reactive selection decisions. Brandon Smith shifts to prop. I love that. Brandon Smith was really I, caught up. I don't think he'll start there, honestly, because Tui Kamikamika's on the bench. So I, reckon I, I could give a fine start. fuck as long as Brandon Smith and Ruben Cotter play for in the middle for at least 20 minutes this game. Yeah, just, they'll be beat the shit out of each other and it will be awesome to watch. You know what's going to um, be also good? Kafusi and Bromwich up against um, Lukey and Anoy. Yeah. Two of the oh, men oh, done that. The two will be doing that. And that's, um, um, that's yeah, three massive. of the four starting second rowers are Dolphins next year. Yeah, so yeah, keep an eye. This will be definitely one of the better games. I reckon having Jerome Hughes back will be massive for them. Um, I hope there's high points because you'll see that in uh, Nick's tips that comes up after this game. He'll be like, sure. Yeah, so ha- have a look at... Um, Get in front of some sort of TV and watch this game because it's easily going to be one of the best games of the year. Melbourne coming off the flogging. Cowboys coming off the biggest rock high they've had in so long. Playing up in North Queensland. Um, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be epic. 
I'm really looking forward to the expansive style Cowboys play in their own half against the structured storm, or the usually structured storm defense. Because Cowboys yeah. have been swinging the ball side to side on the first, second tackle in their own set, and then being quite aggressive in their line speed. So they'll be obviously trying to put Munster and Hughes, and especially Wishart under pressure with regard to the ball playing, uh, which is um, going to be brutal. I'll, I'll go with Cows, I think. Yeah, right, I'll go with Storm. You can get him at about $2.40, I believe. Uh, I should have said Warriors and Illawarra. So some Steelers, $1.60, Warriors, two thirty five. So this one, Cows, two sixty, Storm, yeah. $1.50. But even for the Storm, it's pretty decent um, value there De- compared to what you get most of the season for them. Definitely keep an eye on... Um... We shot at fullback. No, 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 no. no. Um, oh. Drinkwater. Oh, so, he, he, he's in form right now, but, see, the thing is, Melbourne knew how good this bloke was. Oh, yeah. He was actually the, he, 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 he was the replacement, he was the ex, sorry, the heir apparent a few weeks later when he retired, but he had a really, I think it's two seasons of significant injury, mm. um, and then they had, uh, they had someone else, and then they lost that, and then Pappenhausen came in. Pappenhausen was like the third or fourth choice fullback at one point. And then, you Jerome know. Jerome Hughes, Riley Jack. You, yeah, Jerome Hughes. No, yeah, Jerome Hughes was actually a fullback originally, so that's yeah. right. And then, um, you know, Pappenhausen's definitely taken his spot. And because of that squeeze out with the talent that got you brought out to find offer opportunities. Yeah. Um, when our Cowboys struggled for a few years, but he's finally finding the form which pushed our speed out, which is impressive. Um, the speed out got injured, then he came back, and you can't, Todd Payne can't justify dropping Scott Drinkwater because of the form he's been in. Oh, yeah, so keep yeah. an eye on that, because Melbourne are probably the one team in the competition who's most aware of how good Drinkwater is, and yeah, it's it's really interesting with his life story, because he is in the form of their life, his life, sorry. And then the next game, just as good, Sydney Roosters. Right, we'll, uh, on. we'll come back to that, oh. we're just going to have a quick break. For our bets of the week. It's Nick Picks. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sydney Roosters versus Pembroke. Oh, at the SCG. Um, well, well, just following up, Wall's an absolute fucking wild card on that little Nick's tips. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's going to own his own house by like next week. <laughs> Yeah, he, or he's, he's going to be run from the As discussed, I really think we need to have a, a team meeting about Nick's flex on the review just to come in and go, you know what, guys? I failed all my bets, but this is the tips I didn't give you. Um, one. Okay. Oh, another, Sportsbed, another, um, Sportsbed listened to that pod thing pretty closely. I must say. Um, so, I was going to say another fantasy pickup for this week, Nat Butcher. Yeah, he's coming in at lock for Victor Radley. And Lindsay Collins returns from suspension. Um, and I, I don't know why Trent Robinson keeps naming Connor Watson at nine and swapping him for Drew Hutchison. Like, it's not a surprise anymore. I don't, I don't see the point in it, but whatever. Um, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that Connor Watson gets the 14 one week and Drew Hutchison gets the nine and they do a swap just for, you know, funsies. Um <laughs> I like this. This is the best thing Fox Sports has done in their life. 
So Penrith are named an unchanged lineup, but they do have a change. Ivan Cleary will be returning from a knee injury because he got a knee infection last week. That's the uh, best thing that Fox Sports have ever done. Um, this game, so two weeks ago, low bar. Two weeks ago, low bar for Penrith roll through it. Last week, especially in that first half, the second half will definitely be a concern. But the first half, Pep, Roosters finally played to their no, potential. No, no. You reckon? No, they've done that four or five times this season. It's just all been different halves of different games. Yeah. So that's how you put it together for eighty minutes. They they definitely got the team if they do it for eighty minutes to challenge the Panthers. Definitely do. Like the quality all all across the park. It'd be a great battle between Maria Hargraves and Fisher Harris. Like this That's is massive. If you go through the whole team and go one fine, Tedesco or Edwards? Tedesco. Tupo or May? Tupo. Momorowski or Targo? Targo. Manu or Crichton? Manu every day of the week. Sawali or To'o? Oof, that's a good battle. Um, Probably To'o just because of the experience. Yeah, right. Um, Walker or Luai? Walker. Cleary or Kiri? Cleary. Yeah, so it's four to three Roosters over um, mm. Penrith. And then if you look at the Fords, Hargraves, Leota. Hargraves. Watson, Coruscant. Coruscant. Takiaho, Fisher Harris. Fisher Harris. Kick out Crichton. Oof, fuck. I have to go kick out just because he's try scoring, but I'm, oh, 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 that, I'm torn on that one. I'd say it's a, yeah, Tupanua, Tupanua or Martin. Tupanua. And then Yo Butcher. Oh, Yo. Yeah, so that's one, two, uh, three. Three to two with a push, basically. Um, so you're looking at that. It, it's it, considering yeah, the records like, they've had over the last two years, you're looking at the starting sides as an individual. Um, you're taking Roosters pretty much. Uh, what seven and a half to six kind of thing? I know it's thirteen yeah. and a half, but we yeah, like Ro- Roosters, push in there. Ro- like I said, Roosters they play for eighty minutes. Definitely have the team to do it. Mm-hmm. Not my far. Like they, they, their team is full of hardened superstars. Um, they've just got to do it. <laughs> that's where Cleary's <laughs> um, been so good with his coaching is getting the team buy in and getting them to yeah, like all yeah, yeah all do their job so well. Who are you, who are you going here? Um, I'm gonna go Penrith. Yes, I want. Um. Oh yeah. Tell you what. I think last week was a blessing in disguise for them. In that, hey. if Storm were at full strength, I really wanted to see if they were able to bounce back a week later against a a strong strong side. Having that win and getting kind of a roll back on, I guess, um, with not much resistance, they'll be back feeling good about themselves. And I think yeah, Roosters I, will have a bit of sweet taste after last week. I tell you what, though, um, Roosters is going to be kicking it to the corners because you've got Sawali and Tupo versus May and Toto. So there's a probably mm. there's honestly probably about six foot difference if you combine both together. Oh shit, yeah, it's massive. Um, and also a question I threw it out to the threw it out to the boys a couple of weeks ago. But when, when we were younger, you were always taught not to duck your head. Like it was just a massive thing because you hit hips, you hit. Knees. No, oh, when you're tackling, 
Yeah. No, no, no. When you're oh. running the ball. Oh, okay. When you're running the ball, you never duck your head. And you know what? The the Penrith boys do it, and they've been That's working on it. It's 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 been working for a long time because Tyro, while short, the small the the lorry gets harder to tackle because he's so he's so he's built so low to the ground. Yeah. I'm legitimately dreading the day that he ducks someone times it wrong and he goes straight into someone's knee. I'm dreading that because it would it'll be horrendous because it's he ducks happen. with a lot of power. It will, but I don't like I'm kind of scared because he's up to the he's up to Sawali's hip as it is. Um no, well he is. And if he mm. ducks anything, he's gonna cop a knee and I'm genuinely afraid that that's gonna happen. Like it, it is it's going to be a bad day for everyone when Tyree gets injured like that because yeah. it's, it's going to look bad for you. I don't want it to happen, but I, I'm scared it will. Um, sneaky yeah, little bet here. Um, $3.50 for the Roosters, $1.31 for Penrith. So that, that 20 cent, um, you get 20 cents less value Panthers versus Roosters than you do Storm against Cowboys. Yeah, right. So it's no, um, not. Much respect at all being shown to the Roosters, but at the same time, utmost respect being shown to Penrith. Uh, uh, first one on Sunday, out at Dubbo, Rabbitohs versus Raiders. Um, could low-key have some points in this one. Jack Whiten's back for the Raiders. Matt Frawley is the surprising selection after how well Brad Schneider played last week. Brad Schneider's been dropped to the reserves. And Matt Frawley holds the dummy half position. So a bit of a surprising one there. Zach Wolford is named to start at dummy half for the Raiders with Tom Starling off the bench. And Adam Elliott back in the reserves. Interesting. Wonder what that's about. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, like Ricky Stewart is not subtle about that shit. <laughs> and he wasn't real happy when it came out Ryan Sutton was moving on. He sat in the reserves for what, four weeks. He's only been back for well, three. And yeah, like not that we've heard about Alan Elliott moving. Considering two weeks has... ago, he was talking about the versatility of Adam Elliott and how good he was to the squad because he could play lock, second row, hooker. Yeah. And probably play front row to a stretch. He, he's pretty. Pretty oh, damn he could definitely good. play front row, yeah. He'd probably play centers as well if you if they really desperately needed it to to be fair. Um, no Talico, mate. Come on. <laughs> well, you um, get, yeah, man. so that that is interesting. And I think Ricky Stewart's turned into the new Wayne Bennett, where if you want to go to a different club, you can fuck right off. Like, nothing's even come out that he's moving yet. But yeah, but like two weeks ago, likely. how good he is to the team. There's been no injury report for him. Yeah. This is the reason. He's going to Newcastle, guys. That's, that's straight up right what it is. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, Jackson Paulo's in at centre. Has he been playing there last week? I don't think he has. Has no. he? No. no. Uh, anyway, Hammy Sally's including the reserves. He's looking to make his way back from his calf injury. Could come in for David Mowali. Uh it says the only change following the tight win. So he must have been there last week. Tane Milne, yep, still out there on the wing. Blake Taft looking better each week at fullback. And, oh, Trent Peoples comes into the starting side in the second row. I picked him up for 176. Well, the cheapest price you could get a few weeks ago, just hoping he'd get a crack. So he's coming in he to fill illegally. the... He's coming in to fill the Jacob Host void who was filling the Cam Murray void. Uh, yeah, so... Have a look at that one. Cody Nicarima playing his second game for his new club off the bench. 
Ooh, you got Isaiah Tass and Josh Mansour in the reserves as well. So Rabbitohs were mighty impressive for 35 minutes and then literally disappeared for the second half. They'll probably just shock they're in such a winning position. I don't know. Uh, and then you're looking at a Raiders team who were ultra impressive against the Sharks last week. Literally playing 30 minutes with one less player through three different sim bins and running out 20 point victors uh, from memory, 30 to 10, something like that. Uh, what's our read on this? On this there's one, no, there's no home ground advantage. Um, oh, oh, like Rabbitohs have taken games out there and passed. Rabbitohs dollar fifty five. Raiders two forty five. I, as good as Cody Walker played last week, as soon as he his influence stopped, no one else stood up to the plate for the Rabbits. Uh, Lachlan Ellis is looking better each week, but he's not—he's not a game winner yet. He's a solid support play, support piece at this stage of his development, in my opinion. I'm going to go the Raiders. I think. I think last week's that sort of win that could kickstart a mini sort of revival for them. That's—that's uh, that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going Raiders. Cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't mind their team. They're strong. Um, yeah. yeah I think good. last week was just the first time we've seen them all really play for each other. And you could see the excitement in Ricky Shute, especially when Wolford got that try. Uh, son of Simon Wolford, club legend. It's, it's got all the makings of like a little sort of comeback story early on in the season. So... Yeah, I'm going to jump on that little fairy tale bandwagon sort of thing. All right, last game of the round. Now, this could be bloody exciting, I think. Uh, Sharks have had two disappointing losses in the last four weeks. Lachlan Fitzgibbon finding it's not all smooth sailing and wins in the NRL. Uh, he's been challenged for the first time, really, that we've seen, and he's made some... Selections based off that. Lachlan Miller makes his debut at fullback for the Sharkies. Nico Himes shifts back to halfback. Wade Graham's been promoted to start in the second row with Teague Wilter moving back to the interchange. Cam McInnes will again start at lock. Uh, Dale Finucane is going to miss the game, which means Royce Hunt is starting at prop. Brayden Trindle retains his place on the interchange. Um, and... Finucan is not named in the reserves at all, so he will not be coming in. For the Titans, they have Paul Turner, Brian Kelly, and Greg Marju all listed in the reserves as they, sorry, Paul, Patrick Herbert, I meant to say, not Paul Turner, as they all come back from injury. Could they come into the side? Uh, you'd assume they'd be taking the places of Corey Thompson, probably for Marju, and Kelly would come in for Masters. And if Herbert comes in as well, it'd be for Sami, unless they shift Sami to the wing and drop a Sarko. Who knows? In the forward pack, Isaac Liu is starting in the second row. Uh, Bo Former and Tino for Samawale filling out the back row there. Herman SASA, Sam McIntyre, Sam Lasone, and Tanner Boyd on the bench. Will Smith is in the reserves. Could be a late switch there for Tanner Boyd, so keep an eye on that. 
If we if we had a list of probably the most underrated underrated team this year, Bo Firmall would would he make yours? He's played really well. It depends. Are we talking underrated in the NRL circle, underrated in the fantasy circle? Because in fantasy leagues, people know who Bo Firmall is. He's one of the oh, most okay, owned NRL players. Level. Yeah, NRL level, he's definitely underrated. Four tries, two try assists, and ninety-six percent tackle efficiency. Yeah. He's, Average, he's the definition. He averages over a hundred meters every run. Every he's run. Wow. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. He's Jason every, Tamalolo every game. Every game. Yeah. So look, I reckon he's um I I, I would put him as yeah one of the most underrated players in the competition just because he's like he's just been consistent he can score tries and he's really quick too i think he's a valuable player at any team you pick um especially for the gold coast any team he would want to go to like i i i, I would love to sign both firm more back he's a newcastle junior but any team like you guys could definitely use a second row of his quality definitely yes he's I think what if you see his body type and how he plays, there's not a lot of players that get the results that he would that there's not a lot of players who would get the results that he's getting from his body type. I think what sets him apart is his IQ. He knows the game, he puts himself in the best positions available anytime he can. He's a good decision maker in defense, he's a good decision maker in offense. When to run the dummy line, the pace to run it, the angle to run it. One of the tries they scored last week, uh, he went up and came down with the ball. His first instinct was to turn around um, and keep the ball alive, but it wasn't a Hail Mary, even though it was a fifth tackle. He took the time, looked for the best option, then took it, uh, which showed that there was some calculation and some measured thought into his decision-making. And you don't see that you don't see that a lot in the forwards, but I think especially in second row where there is still a lot of that panic, knowing that they're that link between the middle to the edge. Um, there is a, I'm trying to think of a comparison sort of player that we've seen in the past, but... Yeah. Um, you talk about something. I'll go, I'm going to keep thinking. Okay. So for this game... Yeah, Gold Coast are, you know, so on and off. You can't really know what they're going to do. So the Sharks the last four weeks? Well, they've lost to the Broncos and the Raiders. And that's when when they lost to the Broncos. That was... Yeah. Actually, I want to spend a bit of time. If you really want to enjoy yourself for about 10 minutes, don't be weird. Um, YouTube Lockie Lockie Miller highlights. He's an ex-rugby sevens player for Australia. Yes. He was a captain. Signed for, signed for Cronulla. Very fast, very strong as well, because most sevens players have to be. Yeah. Um, and I, I I don't know why Craig Fitzgibbon didn't do what he's doing like this this week, last week, sorry. I think I mean, the fullbacks are pretty safe there. Oh, no, it is. But Lockie Miller, it, the team just looks a lot better with Lockie Miller there. Oh, can we? Say, he hasn't played in the NRL yet. I don't know how we can say that. Oh, I, I, he's been killing in New South Wales Cup. Yeah, but that's a... Ah, but that's the only thing you can really go on. 
Um, but look, look, Adam's right. Nico Hines at fullback with Braden Trimble at halfback's not bad. No, no, Braden Trimble's the, the weak link there. They just didn't have a halfback. Yeah, I, um, I really I like it. I don't rate Trimble how you do. Yeah, well, 18th man, you've got um, Kay Dykes. So keep an eye on him. He's the son of Adam Dykes. Um, very versatile player as well. And what a world with Dykes and Dykes. You're an animal. Um, but yeah. So I'm picking, I'm going to go Cronulla on this one. I think I'll come back. I am going to go Cronulla based on their potential and the, the plane rust they have. I, I think this Sunday afternoon is just going to be a hell of a lot of fun. This one's got points written all over it for me. I think it's going to be a try for try sort of game. I think that there's going to be a big focus on Cronulla's attack. At train, I don't know how much time they're also going to be able to spend on defense. I can see the Titans winning this one probably three times out of 10, which is higher than I'd have it four weeks ago. No, I should say four times out of 10, but I'm going to go the 60% odds and go the Sharks. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I agree. The last four games of this round could be, in my opinion, the, the best four games from an entertainment point of view that we've seen, I think so far this season, Cowboys storm into Penrith roosters into Rabbitohs Raiders into Titans sharks. I just think those four games have enough little weird storylines that are going to make it really fun to watch. Uh, and then obviously on Friday night, you've got the big rivalry in Parramatta and Manly who just don't like each other. And that's how it should be. Um, Oh, that's everything, eh? Yep. Oh, nothing else. Oh, it's uh, five to ten. I'm going to go and watch the first round. Sorry, not the first round, the first game of the second round of the NHL playoffs. I am going to go to bed. Yeah, I'll be doing that too, actually. I'll watch it till I fall asleep. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio.